0: All right, welcome guys to episode eleven and today I've got Katie Wilcox. Did I say that right?
1: You did. Thank yes.
0: you. How you doing? Katie's joining us from LA today, from the desert, which I'm yes. very jealous about because I mean I was supposed to be there and it is a touchy subject, but you know, thanks to COVID nineteen, I could have well, been there. I'm- yeah, go I'm on.
1: disappointed that I won't, we're not gonna get to see you in your Daisy Dukes at Coachella. Like, I mean, it is a loss for everybody, not just you. You gotta remember that.
0: What, why do I feel like anyone from America, anyone that goes to Coachella, there's a slight element of judgment? Is that right?
1: One hundred percent. What?
0: Why is that? Why is that?
1: Because it's like such a specific crowd that goes there, you know, and it okay. it just becomes very like, it just everything is like an ad like you said like people don't go there for the music they don't go there for fun they literally just go there to like take slutty pictures and post oh really it Instagram. yeah oh. and so it's like everyone now is saying like burning man i have a lot of friends that go to burning man i haven't done that yet but yeah. um i'm like a weird hippie so they're like no you got to do this like every okay. it's totally different than coachella so there's a lot of stuff that um mm. Here people just like view it differently, but it used to be cool. And now it's like, everybody does it kind of thing.
0: So what is my Coachella starter kit then for next year? Cause I'm still going to go.
1: Well, you need Daisy Dukes for sure. You have to get a bunch of like star stickers and tattoos okay. and like put them like on your face. Um, okay. I would definitely do like some kind of moon boots, you know, okay. like spray okay. paint them gold or something. I can really help you with your designing yes. of your wardrobe. Yes. Um, because yeah, I'm going but- to
0: confirm. I'm going to confirm with you before I go. I'm going to take a okay, picture. Good. I'm even going to let you dress me if you want, and then you can just send me off to Coachella.
1: And maybe we can even get it sponsored. Like, let's, I mean, let's there start really go. thinking there bigger. There you go. You know there you mean? go.
0: All right, before, before we go ahead, I need to ask you a couple questions i ask everyone, right? That jumps on.
1: Yeah, like, uh, who the hell am I? No,
2: <laughs>
0: we're going to get to that in a little bit. Okay, cool. But the first one is, what is your Nando's order. And I know you guys don't have Nando's in America, but when you go into your favorite restaurant, what does Katie order?
1: When do I order? Okay. Well I like to cook. Okay. So I am like a badass cook. So my I'll start with that. Like so my favorite thing probably that I order that I don't make is pizza. Cause like okay. if you're gonna go for it, like have people that know okay how to do it um so yeah I love pizza there's a place in LA that we go to that's just like so good but for me I make like I love Mexican foods so I make okay. like tostadas, and I'm vegetarian so okay, I get crazy cool. with with all that and we have all of those uh vegan vegetarian places in LA
0: <laughs> listen you talk you didn't you didn't tell me you were a vegetarian before we jumped on the podcast
1: why no, are I'm you joking,
0: not? I'm joking I'm joking all right one you more wanna
1: get into a debate uh,
0: oh here everything. we go those all right one more thing i need you to do before we carry on
1: okay
0: i need to hear that british accent again
1: oh my god okay so you do you know the show um the challenge on mtv
2: uh you no it? no nah. oh,
1: it's actually a really good show you'd probably really like it it's a bunch of athletes and they have these like extreme things challenges that they have to do and so yeah. they brought in some people from the uk like this kid bear yeah and like so i noticed that you instead of ths you say d's yeah and or you just delete them at all together so Listen. it's like instead of katie it's k e katie
2: <laughs> oh, okay. this
1: morning and we're gonna i'm gonna think on it a little bit and oh. then <laughs> i i go in and out of it and then i'm like damn it but if i'm around you i could like Good I can job. get that shit down. All right. But I love, the first time I went to uh, London, I was like 17 yeah. for a job. And I was just like, whoa, everybody yeah. here is so proper. Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like holding the door open. Like, hey, get cutie. I was like, <laughs> this is so cool. Except for when they go, I love your accent. Like, all of the people are super obsessed with celebrity. I don't know if that's like still a thing yeah, but like yeah. very much like oh what does this person do have you met this person and they're uh, like "Katie, we love your accent you sound like paris hilton and i was like <laughs> <"Fuck.">
2: no <laughs> <laughs> i was
1: like that's not a compliment
0: <laughs> all right so tell me about who is Katie, right and who is Healthy's is the new skinny because you got two major pages right
2: yeah
0: and your audience There's- is mostly oh my bad free but your audience mm. is made mainly in the states is that right
1: I think so. Um, I have I have people from all over the world, which is pretty cool. So uh, I started in the industry. I was playing competitive volleyball and I played basketball forever, too. And then got scouted to be a plus size model. And this was like literally 17 years ago. So it was when it very first started. Like nobody knew what that was. Yeah, And so it was like going from working out four hours a day and then them being like, you'd be great as the big model, as like the fat model. And I was like, what the hell? And I was in high school. So already I'm like, oh, like I don't, I was like embarrassed. And people yeah. would be like totally mean about it too. You know, be like you're not a real model. You're a fat model or whatever. Oh, no and way. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. And at that time, like plus modeling was like your mom. Like it literally okay. was like an older lady in mom jeans that looked like not cute. It's just like throw this lady up there for representation. So when we got like all of us, all of the girls that people know, like Ashley Graham and Candace Klein, like all of us started like that same year basically when this kind of took off. And we were told like we were too exotic and like too pretty and too like, because they wanted like normal, like average looking, it was, so strange so like you get into that and then you're told you're too small so I was like go go to New York I went to school for um, painting and drawing at the school of visual arts and then they're like can you gain like some weight because they need you to fit a size 14 and being a freshman in college like that happened duh it's like you're drinking beer at three in the morning and eating pizza like I was like sure I can justify that and I did. And yeah. then I started to like really feel like shit because I, I wasn't taking care of myself. I stopped like playing sports. I also didn't have the tools to like care for my body. I didn't know what to yeah. eat because I worked yeah. out four hours a day. So I ate shit and it didn't do anything. So I think a lot of athletes have struggles with that transition, like yeah. past competitive sports, because you're yeah. training as a as a group. You're not individually disciplined you know it's like someone yelling at you and so when all of a sudden now all that responsibility is on you to like get up and do your workout and not knowing nutrition i mean of course you're gonna gain a lot of weight fast so that's what happened and then i got rewarded for it and i started working more i got to travel to london and germany and all these places and i come from like the middle of america in a small ass town called casper wyoming okay so um To me, and I had a single mom. So, like, traveling was not an option. So, this was like a way for me to have these experiences I would have never had. Yeah. And um, so, once I got into it, I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like, oh my gosh, I'm like traveling the world by myself at 18, which was, you know, crazy that I even did that. It was so cool, like, but wild, you know, because I think, like, would I let my kid do that? I'm like, I don't think so. (laughs) Like, that's crazy. And I was like, peace. Like, I've always just been that way. Yeah. So, once I got into it, the reality set in and I was like wow this is not what it's presented to be and these people are pretty shitty and everyone isn't like it's painted like happy and then when you're there it's like very like low vibration people are not happy they're very insecure like And that's my first time I was ever exposed to straight size models and one saw what they actually looked like in person, because it's drastically different than what it looks like in pictures. And I was like, oh my God, like that's the smallest, the skinniest person I've ever seen. Like literally these girls can fit inside my skeleton. Like that's how like just, they're just small framed, like tiny individual. And so me next to them, I look plus size. Cause okay. I'm a normal, I'm a healthy weight for my height and I'm almost five foot 10. So next to someone who's 15 to 19% underweight for their height,
2: yeah,
1: it's going to look like I'm big and they're normal. Yeah. And so when reality, I'm actually normal and healthy in the middle and they're underweight. Yeah. So that's when I was like, this is like so messed up. Like, why are we teaching girls to want to look like this? And I'm sitting and talking to this girl who's like, having a whole debate in her head about if she can have a little piece of candy, you know what I mean?
0: So that's what I was going to say when you, when you were in that environment, right? mm -hmm. Was it, um, was it like, was it very bitchy? Were people really weird about what they eat?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it was before social media too. So you have to remember there wasn't a way to like get a feel for someone before you met them or, you know, like connect with people. So the only way you met other models was at castings
2: or
1: at jobs So it wasn't like you showed up like, "Hey, girl." It was like, "Who's this bitch?" You know what I mean? Like, and when and think about it this way, like we were like this brand new young, like teenagers coming into like this older woman's game. You know, of like, okay. And so I can handle that because I have the personality. If someone's giving me shit, like I can give it back to them and make it funny. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, you're cool. You know, like you have to go off personality, but a lot of people don't have that. And so they're just stay quiet or yeah. they get feel attacked or, you know, it's just a, it's a weird thing. So I was always naturally able to navigate the different like strong personalities. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm not a bullshitter. And so I was, oh, my world was opened up to like the politics of all of this at the time. So I remember I was 18 and the agent at my New York agency is like, Oh, we need you to go to this club. Um, to network and make sure you wear a tight short dress, uh, tight black short dress. And there's lots of clients there. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I can't even get in. Like I'm, I don't have an ID. They're like, oh, you're on the list. You don't have to worry about it. And I was like, oh, so me as an 18 year old, I'm like, oh, I have to like go, have to go do this. This is like how I meet clients. Like unbeknownst to me that this is like the Jeffrey Epstein type bullshit where it was like, hey, all of these men that own these agencies are all connected with these other creepy dudes and they're like what would why would like a straight man have interest in owning a modeling agency other than to have access to like vulnerable young women <laughs>
0: you you know? Know what? that's that's actually so true when you think about it
1: it's 100 percent true and and we're naive you know because we're yeah. we've, we were brainwashed by America's Next Top Model and so like what that did is it implanted this idea in like so many young girls' minds that like this is how we're chosen to be someone great. And uh-huh. just these normal looking girls, oh, you get picked and now we change your hair and we change this and now you're this Photoshop the shit out of you, you can't recognize yourself. And now all of a sudden you're this, this model who's, who's made it. You know? And that was really the narrative. And before any of us were like critically thinking about what that meant, and yeah. so I fell into that trap too. And I was like, oh, cool. And I was an overweight kid. So it was funny because like being on both ends of the spectrum of how people treat you based on looks, yeah. I saw right through it. Cause I'm like, I'm just the say, like nobody gives a shit. Like I'm just like the big girl in the background. That's like yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. And then to kind of come into your own and now people are like treating you so differently. Yeah. It was like very eye opening as well. So a lot of that was just like really creepy and like shady. And there was a lot of like. Young girls drinking and doing drugs and partying with bookers and all the stuff that I oh, was yeah. like, Yeah, I was like, What? <laughs> like, this happens? Like, yeah. so, and it's just not for me. And so I never played that game and I never was like, I'm gonna go network in the various oh, ways that you can network. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, so I had a time where I, I remember I was traveling to, I think it was Germany or might have been the UK. Yeah. And I was just like, This sucks. Like, and it was a weird, isolating feeling because it was everything, you have everything that people told you you would want. And if yep. you had those things, then you'd be happy. Yep. But I was like the most unhappy I'd ever been. I was lonely. And then if you talk about any of this stuff, the first thing people do are like, I feel so bad for you. You're traveling the world as a model. Oh, poor you. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. isolates people from really sharing what it's like to show people like, dude, this is fucked. Like, these yeah. people don't even like themselves. You're putting these women on a pedestal, and they hate themselves. Why? So nobody wins in this game. And that's when I was like, I can't. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. So um, I met my husband. I had gained weight because I was encouraged to and the freshman, 15. Yeah. And I was working in L.A. And I met my husband at my biggest size. And at the time, like, I never equate size to like beauty. I mean, yeah. beauty, beauty is like, not a size. but help definitely is for me so i wasn't feeling my best and i was just like whatever
0: i I, I like that i like that we'll get into that in a bit
1: yeah yeah we'll get into i I want to hear (laughs) what
0: you have to say about that as a model and yeah go on carry on for
1: sure um and i had had like my high school boyfriend was like my you know first love and we broke up so i never i hadn't dated anyone in this in between. I got this party and I met him and he was just like, uh, I don't want to be creepy, but like you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. And I was like, I love you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And uh, he's from the middle of the country too, from the small town. And we, we just hit it off, talked the whole night. And it was like, really, that was a, what I call like a program interrupt because so much of us have been programmed to be like, oh no, nobody's gonna love you unless you look like this. You know? Yes,
0: but you know what? I'll, I'll tell you something. Like I think, say even like with yourself, right? No matter nah. what you looked like, no matter what size you were, your confidence alone is very attractive to men, right?
1: Yes, of course. And I In think anybody
0: uh, exactly. And I think for
1: friends, yeah, for anybody,
0: and a lot of, and I think sometimes a lot of women forget <laughs> that, and they also like, they concentrate on the, how they look physically instead. Yeah. Whereas like men, well, especially me, I would much prefer someone that's a little bit, say, I don't know, heavier but way more comfortable and just owns what she yeah. has is way more yeah. sexy.
2: Right.
1: For sure. And it's, it's, it's not even about that. It's like, people think sensuality and sexuality is just physical because that's what young men are taught. It's like, yeah. you know, if you're going to give sixth grade boys porn, their idea of <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: and like yeah. sex, it's 1000% body parts, you know, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, and that's, that's like, true.
1: it is true. It's and true, as yeah. you, as you get older and like, how old are you i'm 28. A 20 okay i'm 35. so as you get older you're like oh like you are attracted to people that like know themselves that contribute something and i've worked with like extremely good looking guys like where you're like wow you look like a wax figure good for you you know what i mean like yeah. they're just like ex- extremely good looking yeah and 0.0 attraction And I'll meet somebody who's just like funny and cool as shit. And I'm like, oh my God, that person's like so sexy. Not that you would act on it, but just acknowledging like there are people that have like a vibrance about themselves that it really doesn't matter. And if you happen to be physically attracted on top of that, like good for you. But like there's nothing any of us did to look how we look, we were just born. So if you acknowledge that and you're like, I'm not any better than anyone else because someone thinks I'm attractive for this moment in time, because guess what? This is all going to go to shit like everyone else and we're going to look crazy when we're old. So it's just really being honest about that as well. Be like, what does beauty actually mean? What does it get you? And being in the world of beauty, you see the side of it that is not attractive. Physically, it's there, but the internal side, you don't develop your sense of self let, let because-
0: I, 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 okay, I went basically I went I went okay. to a studio once right and uh-huh. um I got I got paid to do this uh something for like Armani right uh-huh. like this men's makeup thing I thought you know what it's Armani let me go do it and then yeah. they took photos of me after, And I've never ever done anything like this and everything about me is I smile I've got good energy and when your eyelashes t- oh my your eyelashes <laughs> <laughs> And um they asked me, they were like, when they were taking pictures, they told me not to smile. And I was like, What? What do you mean not smile? They're like, when it comes to this stuff, like smiling is actually cheap. And I was like, Whoa. Yeah. That is like a whole bunch of negativity that I do not want to be a part of. Right. No? So Because what is
1: that image that you have to portray?
0: Exactly. And I was just thinking, shit, like, I mean no wonder so many models have got resting bitch faces because they're being told that it's it's like smiling is cheap. Whereas I always think my smiling probably is probably the best thing about me, I guess, because I'm always like energetic and everything. So I was like, if I lose my smile, (laughs) I reckon I'll lose everything, you know?
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. And it's like, people always say that to me too. They're like, man, like you just bring your energy into like our workout and you're always smiling or whatever. And you're like, yeah, because you're just like appreciate. Being alive, you know, and I think being a model really does a lot of harm to girls' spirits. And I can't speak from the male experience, but we're already born into a culture that like tells us, "Hey, this is what your worth is." Okay. Like, hey, here you need to you need to find a husband. Like, and this is generational. So, like, part of what I try to teach is to say, like, all of this is connected. So, there's a really awesome BBC documentary they should check no. out. It's called A Century of the Self. Okay. So when I started kind of like going on this like journey to figuring out what I wanted out of this experience and yeah. and if this was a lie, then like what is true for me? Like what is meant for me? And yeah. so I started just like asking a lot of questions. And I think that's something that you and I touched on before this podcast, it's critically thinking. Like we've yeah. given up our free will to critically think and ask questions, but we also are not encouraged to critically think and ask questions. No. And so as I started to do that and be like, okay, well, why did I ever want to be a model? And I, re- if I was honest with myself, it was because of America's next top model.
0: Yeah. But you know what? You, you, you had to go through that to learn and experience that. But if, sure. if say, for example, I've got, I've got a uh, like high female following, right. And there'll be a lot yeah. of mums listening to this. Yeah. What would you say to moms listening to this that have daughters that wanna be models? What advice would you give them?
1: Well, so for moms, daughters that wanna be models, I started my own agency because I was going into that because yeah. I was trying to say, hey, it doesn't have to be like this. It defies common sense to promote this unhealthy ideal to let these girls go into that and suffer even more, and then paint this lie that harms our society. Like that to me was against like the fiber of like my being to say this is wrong and I don't want to condone it and I don't want to support it. I would like to help change it. And so that's why I created Natural and our whole thing is we have every size from like a six to uh, I think we have a 20. Like, and I never comment on the girl's weight. It's not my business because one thing that's really important to understand is that fashion and size is completely different then let's have a conversation about health and size. No matter what, every woman deserves to find cute clothes that fit her. That's yeah. like a human right. Like, yeah. why would we say, oh, you're not deserving of getting dressed in the morning. Like, that is so messed up, and you're not deserving of seeing anyone that looks like you. It doesn't yeah. mean you're promoting something that's unhealthy. You're just acknowledging that all of these types of people exist, and, yeah. they're, and they they to be allowed to exist. Like, we're, we'll get into the health stuff later, but that's a yeah. conversation should we have as experts and health professionals, yeah. not people that design dresses, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, they're like, agreed, it's, agreed. A, it's a separate conversation. So a lot of girls, when they come to me and say, oh, I wanna be a model, my first question is why? Mm. And like those, like they're literally like, uh, it's like five answers I can tell you. It looks like fun, yeah. uh, I love taking pictures, everyone <laughs> tells me I should be a model, yeah. And, um, I want to help girls feel good about themselves. It's literally the like basic main answers that I get. It,
0: is it, is it usually help girls feel good about self, or do you actually see, actually, I'm just doing this for myself. I'll, I know I look good and I'm just doing this for myself. Is that what no. you see?
1: No, or it's then? actually the opposite. Really? You know okay. Yeah. What's interesting is a lot of the girls, like, especially if you scout someone, yeah. Um, they have no idea like okay. they're not the the ones that you're like holy shit like I just scouted a supermodel like she's so fucking pretty like they're like yeah. really like oh I don't I don't know like and they don't think they're that pretty and that's what's so funny about it and then there's the ones that like have no shot in hell that are like I'm a fucking supermodel like why aren't you signing <laughs> me right now and like blowing up my dms and like kind of like stalking us like so it is interesting like you said it's usually the people that don't see that in themselves that actually have the most potential. Okay. And the ego develops after usually. Later on. Yeah. If, yeah, if there is one there, um, you know, I've I've worked with some people that start out like very cool and humble and then like 2 years later they're like why am I not on Vogue. You're like, "Oh my god, are you serious? You're a monster." But anyway, um, you can't control like I can't control that because you're dealing with so many personality types. And so for moms, you really have to tune into your child to be like, why do you want to do this? Like, what's yeah. the core reason for this? Because there's a lot of symbolism involved. So if you're talking about the skinny beauty ideal, like this is why people aren't moving past that. It's morphed to now this like Instagram model with like the fake big butt and like it's still the same thing. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it it's symbolism and so once I figured that out I was like oh shit okay I had to be like well why did I spend my whole life like hating myself for wanting to be something other than what I was naturally born as yeah and it was like well what do I get if I look like a Victoria's Secret model and I started like really listing that off and I was like well I get happiness I get success guys will like me Um, I'll you know be popular I'll get followers I'll have money like you can make a whole list of all these things that we've been promised if we look this way so by manipulation in the media symbolism is huge so why you as a man in that photo can't smile is because what is the symbolism for men so if you go through history a lot of it was cars watches Yeah. and if you look at the commercials it, in the 1950s it was like this truck has power steering and like it was like what this thing look at this window it goes up and down yeah, yeah. and now it's like Matthew McConaughey like rambling rambling off like weird stuff that doesn't make sense in a car yeah. down this swervy road you're like
2: yeah
1: that was a car commercial I didn't even know what that was <laughs> but it's all about like the image of what a man is yeah and So if men aren't doing the same kind of work to like question that, to be like, well, why am I not allowed to be like a kind, happy, healthy, functioning human being, not just a gender, but like, why can't I be happy and do good things for the world? You know, and those, because the symbolism of a man is you need a, a model on your arm because that makes you look cool to other men. It's not even what you might even be attracted to it's a requirement to show your status of success. You need to make a shit ton of money. You need to have all your fucking hair. Like we can go through the list of stuff for guys too, that stops them from being a happy, fulfilled person.
0: Yeah. And the thing is with men, like uh, it's it's happening a lot more now, but men are, they're way, they're way more open about their feelings recently more than ever. I would say, because even like my culture, my background, like I've got a Turkish background and, Turkish men, they're like, they're very proud. They're very, like, if, if they have weakness, they won't show it, right? Mm-hmm. And you see that, I guess, with a lot of cultures, with an alpha male especially, but now men are opening up about
1: yeah.
0: way more, which is actually way better,
2: right?
1: Um, well, okay, let's talk about testosterone. All right, testosterone is a wonderful thing because I, I know. You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> I wish I had. I wish I had a little bit more. I'm just being honest. Like, it's a it's a great tool of motivation. You know, yeah. it's, it is a drive. That's why it it's connected to your sex drive. It's a drive. That's why it makes you want to lift weights and go hunt and like do all the things that like men were created to do.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: But if you don't have a handle on it it can be the worst thing on this earth because Agreed. it drives extremely unhealthy behavior. It treats and harms women. Yeah. It's like, you know, all these things. So it's about, again, all of us recognizing like, okay, we have these wonderful gifts that if we use in the in the right way are going to have make our lives so much healthier and well-rounded. And yeah. if you have a man that's at that level of like understanding and consciousness to be like, I'm attracted to a woman who is the equal counterpart of that. And if you're not at that same level of like, I recognize that I have flaws and I'm working on that. And hey, let's communicate about this. Like no one teaches us how to communicate. Like that's what is so crazy. In school, we learn about relationships from like our first fucked up relationship. You're like, why is that? That's like the worst thing we could be doing. Is like, hey kids, go figure it out. And then base your whole life of relationships off of your high school experience. Like, no that's one's true. there to, to check us to, to have these conversations that would be super helpful. And so like, it comes back to like shame and guilt and fear yeah, and all. That I
0: stuff. guess that's why it's always important to like, as a young, like when I was younger or even a young female or whatever, to have someone that you look up to someone positive that you look up to someone you can talk to someone that yeah. can show you how you should be open about how you feel. Because now like there's, for example, a common thing that happens like bitching, for example. Me, like I was always taught, if I've got a problem with someone, you go you go to that person, you talk to that person and you say it straight how it is and yeah. you, and usually you solve it. And when it's the other way around and it's so common like in Western society, like bitching, Dude. saying things behind people's back and you build this weird, you build it up to something it actually even wasn't.
1: Exactly. Right?
0: And it just turns into some, crazy shit whereas instead if you just go and talk to someone about if you had the people skills if you were taught the people skills you go solve it and then you can sleep well at night because i know i know so many people that stress and have anxiety from something as small as bitching and i'm sure like in the modeling world i guess in any world like there would be some element of stress that you would have had because of that right
1: oh my god okay so again like Back to, like, what's the role of women, especially if you fit into, like, the beauty ideal? Okay. Now, yeah. it's, like, everyone strives for that. They're, like, oh, I want to be pretty. I want to, like, get all the status, and I'm going like to, yeah. like, like myself. But when you are pretty, you're almost disempowered because then people are, like, well, who the fuck do you think you are? You're just a model. Like, literally, it's, like, you can't win no matter what you do. It's, so, hey, yeah. yeah. So, it was really hard, and I always thought, I kind of found myself, like, trying to minimize myself or not trying to look oh like i don't post these kind of pictures i could post victoria's secret type pictures all day long and like get the followers and look super sexy of course like my husband's photographer like it'd be so easy to do but like what message does that put out there what am i getting from that and like what am i going to attract from that and so for me like i love business and i love people and i just like really felt connected to this message for since i started in the industry and so it was like, that's important <laughs> when you move, up, move forward to go, I don't have to fit this role of what I'm allowed to be because you think I'm pretty or you think I'm fat or you think whatever. And once I like let go of that to be like, I, I'm smart and I'm good at this shit. I'm good at business. So at 21, when like all my friends are going out and partying at night, I was like learning Photoshop from a 12 year old kid in the UK on YouTube, you know, really? like and I was learning Lightroom and I was like learning all these programs that were gonna help me to, which were the key in like being able to open an agency because when I did that, I had the most amount of shit talked about me you could probably imagine because not only was I like starting something in that's never been done before, like no other model has been like, I'm going to, to transition to opening my own agency. It was like, well, who the fuck does this girl think she is? You're just a model. This is a laughing joke. Not a single, I worked with all of these models for so long. Not a single one of them like reached out to me and was like, I really hope this is awesome. Like good luck. I hope it works out. Nothing. And I worked with um, one of like the top models not that long ago. We've known each other since we were like 17 and she said she's like oh my god when you first opened your agency we all laughed and we're like this will be nothing and she's like but your girls are everywhere now like it's legit and i'm like like that's a compliment like you're just giving me like some ass backwards like backhanded compliment and so i had to learn that was like hard for me i cried of course because when you have people publicly saying things about you that's a lie yeah like you feel so attacked because you're like, I literally have done nothing wrong to any of these people
2: yeah. other
1: than try to do something different of my own. Yeah. And that triggered in them a response that either it was like they felt threatened or yeah. it made them feel a certain way, whatever it was, but being 25. So I've been in my agency at 25. So I was still developing like all those skills and I helped people I shouldn't have helped. (laughs) I was like, I'm a Pisces. I don't know if you if you're into astrology because
0: I'm not, but I think I am as well. March fourteenth. I
1: knew it. Oh my god, I fucking knew it. What is your
0: birthday? (laughs) Fourteenth of March.
1: You are. Oh my God. Okay, I'm February twentieth. I actually said this. I go, he's a Pisces because you wouldn't even set it the exact time. I'm like Am am I like like, am I
0: like your your new favorite guy on Instagram
1: now? actually do you know through psychology you favor people that have birthdays closer to yours
2: it's interesting
1: (laughs) there you go um but anyway being that way you know exactly what i'm talking about we give people the benefit of the doubt like naturally like we see the goodness in everybody because we are connected to that within ourselves so when i was in this i would like see girls and be like oh i could help her and and my husband's like she's crazy like don't, like she's trouble and i'm like no she's fun and then like he's like i told you i told you and he was right all the time and i'm like man i those are skills you really have to develop 100% that, yeah that you have to learn to see past people's bullshit and when you start and you're probably experiencing this now like as you're getting success people want to be connected to you or work with you only for reasons that benefit themselves yeah, so yeah. it starts from like you're like I have nothing. I just love this. And like, everyone's involved, come on in. And then as you gain success, the shit talkers get worse, but the Klingons also appear to be like, how yeah. can I be a part of it? How can I take a little bit of what you've created for myself? Yeah, of course. And yeah. And that's another skill you have to develop of like who's sincere, who's not, who's self-serving, who's not. And nobody teaches us any of this stuff. And so, I don't tell people not to get into modeling because for so many women, it changed my life for the better. Like those experiences and what it taught me about beauty, what it taught me about who I am as a person outside of like my physical self. Um, But that's my experience because that's me. And some people have a really, it magnifies all of their insecurities or it brings out the unsettled issues they have. Um, so you really have to look at all sides. And I think back to like the super long ended answer that we kind of went off on a tangent. If your kid, (laughs) I do that. Sorry. (laughs) If your kid, um, wants to be a model, I think that one health always needs to be the priority. So you really have to acknowledge what is your daughter's natural frame and build. And if right now it's still pretty separate, so it's still like pretty tall, It's a little shorter. You can get away with maybe like 5'8", 5'7", maybe. Um, But you have to be very small still. Like it's size zero two, and Maybe if you have like the Instagram body, that's like a different category now. So there's that. And then it goes up to curve, which now is like a size 14. I think for you guys, you guys are two sizes bigger. But Uh US size 14, (laughs) 16, 18. So we're still seeing kind of two extremes. We're seeing like full curve. Which is great that they have representation and we've really fought for that. And we're seeing super small. We're not seeing a lot of like the middle ground. And the new terminology for that is called street size. So it's coming, that's what we're fighting for next. Is street size, which is like the average normal size. Where do I fit in?
0: Where do I fit in? <laughs> with with my with my Instagram oh, post. So that is
1: You're a guy. You just get to be yourself. You don't get labels like we do. Um, (laughs) So no, but yeah, you're relatable size. Um, Uh, (laughs) There's there's all of those categories. So I think um, if you're focusing on health, that you have to set boundaries to say like, as a parent, a lot of times moms will get their daughters into it and they think that they're helping them reach their dream or attain their goal when their agent's like, hey, you need to lose 15 pounds. So then the mom is like, I know my daughter really wants this. And it's sincere. Like, they don't think that they think they're helping. Yeah. So then they start saying stuff like, Well, are you going to, are you sure you want to eat that? Are you going to go for your run? Are you going to do this? Because they're like, I'm just trying to help you reach your goal because I know how bad you want it. And this is what they told you you have to do. Yeah. So that's the slippery slope to eating disorders, especially in the psychology of 15 and 16 year old, like adolescent girls. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that scars you for life. Like, it's very hard to, like, Um, deprogram that and you have to think too like you're taking your child in they're going to get measured like around their hips and their body you have to because you have to know what size someone is for samples and there's just a lot of stuff that you have to really tune in to be like is my kid a very well-rounded have a strong sense of self that we can have these conversations and navigate this in a healthy way and if at all you think no then you need to start start really being like why do you want to do this And what what is it that you feel like you're lacking that this will give you in life? And if it's social media, like shit, like these kids are so up against it with that pressure of like, if I'm a, if I'm Insta famous, it's going to be perfect. And it's just like the opposite.
0: Boom. Are you back? Can you hear me?
1: i Am back? Okay,
0: you're back. You're back. So you know how um, you came across my post, right? Yes. What What did you think of that? Because I've got I, a lot. I got a lot of <laughs> shit for it. I've got <laughs> I, positive feedback, not. and I've got a lot of shit for it. And I think it's. And I actually had one of your models on, the latest yes. podcast, and yeah. she told me she liked it. And I, I kind of want to hear it from someone else. You know what? Actually, can you tell me the positives of what you thought of that body positivity post I did, and then the negatives as well, if. You might not think there's any negatives, but I'll let you talk. And then basically I want to, I want to know what like body positivity is because I don't, I don't really post about body positivity, but I guess in a way I do promote it in a way, you know? So I'd love to know what you think of that post and then what body positivity is. And then what you told me about, about, so was it soul po- positivity? Yes, it's soul yeah, yeah, yeah. positivity. Which is a sick point actually. And it, it
1: is. Oh, it clears point. it up. It clears it up. It clears that's it where up. The confusion is. So with your post, I just thought it was so funny because like again, like that's the stuff that we all do and say, but nobody will post, you know, yeah. because okay, yeah. everyone comes for you. But that's also like social conformity, like we've talked about. Like we think it's better now. Like we're all so liberated because we all have a voice you're like it's actually worse than it's ever been like people are more afraid to be honest and more afraid to share their opinion because we attack everybody so people yes. just are like I'm just gonna say it privately and like you know send it around which is your point of what you're saying yeah so I I just liked it one because it clearly was like light-hearted and fun and yeah. I I just resonate with that because that's how I choose to live. I love yeah. to laugh and I love to make fun of stuff, including myself. Like I think people who are so like uptight, like a stick up their ass that they can't watch something on Instagram and get a good laugh without being yeah. like, oh I'm going to fight this message. You're like, it's a freaking joke, dude. Like calm down. Like, so I just don't like that vibe. Like where people are like, you're not make, You can't make fun of anything or laugh at anything. You're like, okay, well who put you in that charge of that role? Like I don't remember that happening with what you're talking about. We've seen this so much. Like, so with healthy as a new skinny, I started that 10 years ago. So Mm -hmm. we were the first ones talking about body, like body issues. We we're the first ones going into schools and giving like presentations about like media and about modeling and about health 10, 15 years ago. So yeah. we've seen the progression of this messaging and what started as authentic, like actual means about mental health and like the stuff. that's just like information to help people. Yeah. And then sharing people's personal stories turned into like, hey, here's my big ass. Here's my wet t shirt and titties popping out. And like, here's my caption that doesn't match that whatsoever hashtag Kings Magazine. And you're like, what? And then these girls got, you know, 500,000, a million plus followers for content that was clearly manipulated and sexualized to get them, you know, monet- to monetize it for themselves. And then yeah. it really confused all of these young girls that, that were like following the messaging we we're trying to promote. And if you're crossing sexuality with loving your body, like that's the most toxic thing you can do for young girls. Yeah. Like and a st- statistic, like I told you I love statistics. This yeah. one is like shocking. Like teenage boys are sexually active younger when they have high self-esteem and teenage girls are sexually active younger when they have low self-esteem. Oh, wow. So, So you're taking high self-esteem boys and having sex with low self-esteem girls. Now tell me that's not like a recipe for like completely messed up dynamic and relationship. And it's also trauma. So if you're going into something with that is, you know, personal experience with your body from a place of insecurity, like you're going to be harmed and it's going to have an effect on you long-term with your sexuality, with your body image, with your value, because you're being programmed to think like my body is only value I get is from pleasing others in whatever way that is so so on social media when that shift happened that also reinforced that programming that we already have which is like oh that's right I can be sexy because I'm liberating myself being sexy and uh, that's I was like well are you or is this an exchange are you using your sexuality as you know a currency for likes or love or attention yeah and then if you write this caption below it that's about how you're being brave or vulnerable or going against the social norm all of a sudden it convolutes it's like a disclaimer and so that's where (laughs) I started to see that where I was like this is so I didn't go that route I always stayed true to our message and um and that's where it's it evolved from the sexualized stuff which we talked about that when when it was happening and then it evolved into the vulnerability like i'm so relatable and it's not just the fitness girls that you're talking about
2: yeah
1: we call it like it's flaw focused content so every other picture my stretch marks every other picture is like purposely shooting my butt from a weird angle to look weird you're like okay if you if you don't shoot it from that angle in that lighting you're not going to see all the shit you're pointing out right now so like why is that the angle that you're choosing? Yeah, and Like, so I started to see this. And then what happened was, this is like really key, is that the, a lot of these body positive influencers come from severe eating disorders. Yeah. So keep this in mind that now you have people that come from a very severe mental illness around food and body leading the charge for what the messaging should be about health and loving yourself. And I'm like, that's not going to be <laughs> something that makes sense for the majority of people. No, and, yeah. and why is it not experts that are like, hey, we have the millions of followers because they're posting content that actually is factual it helps people they're not you know dancing around in their underwear and whatever yeah so i said that one day <laughs> so we're talking about people coming for you i said that one day and like they came for me so hard and even just posing the question is like so challenging to their self identity of saying is this helping us by setting up our camera and jiggling around in slow motion like what are we getting out of that and a great example of how this is manipulation for female empowerment is in the 1950s it was illegal for women to smoke so the cigarette companies went george hill was the leader of the cigarette tobacco companies okay. and they went to edward bernays yep. so edward bernays is sigmund freud's nephew and he was yep. the first one to create public relations and develop okay. like advertising tactics and manipulation Um, And they studied this. They studied like how, and this started in Europe. So it's all in that documentary, check it out. But um, they they were like, okay, how can we write an article in the paper, which was the only source of media and say that an event happened like for war, the event doesn't even have to happen. They just have to say that it happened. And then we can manipulate the group opinion so that we can get them to vote for this leader that we want to get elected. So that's how this all kind of started was like, how can we manipulate the group to think about something a specific way so that we can get the outcome, the desired outcome we want without them knowing it. So once I realized that was going on all the way back then, I was like, oh shit, like this is fascinating to me because I would have fallen into this trap. So with cigarettes, they were like, hey, we want to get women to smoke. How do we get them to start smoking? So like we need to go to a psychoanalyst and figure out what cigarettes symbolize to women. And they said, well, they symbolize the male penis (laughs) and they're like, it's male power. So if you can convince women that by smoking, they're challenging male power, then they'll smoke. So they hired like, these beautiful socialites like Kim Kardashian to go to the Easter Day Parade in New York. And then yeah. they paid the paparazzi to come take pictures. And they printed a fake story in the newspaper and around the world that said suffragettes light up in protest for women's liberation. So from that point on, the sale of cigarettes... Began to rise. But what's really interesting is that they made it so synonymous with female empowerment that if you didn't smoke, you were almost taking a stance and saying, I'm not in support of female empowerment. Oh, okay. So, so it was like that pressure in the reverse psychology of like, if I believe this, I have to support this cause. Okay. Yeah. So why that was so important to understand, and when I found this out, I was like, like, I would have smoked. I would have been like, light it up, light it up. Like, fuck all these people, <laughs> yeah, you know? And, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I would have been like hook, line, and sinker, so easy. And that made me really start to question things more about, like, what was I participating in now currently that yeah. is equivalent of those cigarettes? And to really be like, well, what is empowerment? And all this content I'm seeing about body positivity has the label of empowerment. And you're seeing so many girls copy it, which is what you're talking about. Yeah. And they feel like if I don't do this, then I'm not a part of this group. Yeah. and they're also bringing in social media numbers and engagement, like you said. Yeah, and all, all I think of now from your videos when you're like, one like is all. It takes. <laughs> <laughs> I say that all the time. I'm like, one like is falling in love with me. Anyway. But if we're going to like really kid ourselves, if we're not thinking that all of us are manipulated by that constant thing, that's like going to get engagement. Are people going to like this? This It's going to be funny. Why is my following not growing? Like, and, and people created social media for that purpose. They're not stupid. They did that on purpose. And there's so many studies that like show that they made it addictive, they made it like connect to like your frontal lobe, (laughs) like all of these things. So if you're a conscious person who is responsible for your own sense of self and your own self identity, yeah. what is empowerment to you? It's caring for yourself. Yeah. That's the actual point of empowerment is to have self-respect, to be healthy and honor like your physical self, to make sure the people in your life have healthy attributes that contribute to you and you give yeah. to them. Like all of those things, that is actually empowerment just saying the words I love myself are not going to solve any traumas.
0: I, I was always like, you know, cause I, I see these captions and for me, when I, when I see, I just don't see genuine. I, it doesn't, I I, know. you know, I see set, repeat after me and they'll say, and they'll be like, I love myself. I do this. I do that. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't actually know because I've never found that I've had to be in a position where I had to do that. But in my head, I'm like, that's not going to fix any of her problems. You no. you pretending you're uncomfortable with the way you look is not going to help that person. It doesn't no. fix their problem, <laughs> no. you know, because yeah. if, it, if it was an actual, a bad insecurity, like would you really share it with so many people, you know?
1: I think some people will. And this is why, because, I think some people start out like kind of using it as their form of therapy, you know, of like, I'm going to say this, I'm going to post this. And then it's like victimhood gets a lot, you know, like vulnerability gets a lot of positivity back because people are like, Oh, it's okay. Like you're beautiful. Like, so it's almost like if I post something and say like, I, Struggle to like myself and A, B, and C. I'm actually asking people to tell me that I'm pretty. And I think there's yeah. like a subconscious thing there as well. Yeah. Um, but do you think so,
0: if you've got the power to influence people, right? Yeah. Obviously, we, we all need therapy. We all need to be told certain things. It doesn't matter how powerful you are, whatever. Yeah. But if you say you got the influence to uh, influence so many people, hundreds of thousands, do you think that message? um is the right message to give or if someone is say crying for help which we all do at some point yeah is that does that legit or does that say hold on a second that doesn't seem that real to me do you know what i mean
1: well i think that all of us have to be the we have to have that intuition and pisces already have it so naturally like we can read people like that just we don't we don't even think about it we just get a vibe off someone you're like i walk, i can literally i know and this is like cuckoo bird shit, but it's great. Yeah. <laughs> like I can walk, <laughs> but that's what makes life fun too. I can yeah. walk by people and like, I'm like, Ooh, I don't like that person's got a bad vibe. I don't know what it is about them, but I don't want to yeah, be yeah. around them. Yeah. You know, like I can like send, and people are like, what are you talking about? Like, but I get fooled when I actually make a connection with someone. That's when I can get played. Like we said, cause you're like, you have that, you're now wanting to help them and make yeah. help Everyone. So that was like hard for me to go, okay, it's not my job to help everybody. And so I think when you are on social media and your mindset is like, I'm the chosen one to bring all of my messages to the planet and here to (laughs) help everybody. That's also a different level of entitlement and like narcissism, you know, like I'm like, I'm I'm not here to like tell the people how to live and I'm not here to tell everyone like, that this doesn't work for you. And this is the only way to do something. I'm just here sharing what works for me. And like I share when I have questions about something, I don't mind openly questioning it. And I don't say this is wrong. I say, Hey, like here, this is a complex topic. Let's cover this. And I think what's happened is because we have opposing views and, and everybody's worldview is coming together, especially, um, we're still locked down. So everything's like social media based. You've got a lot of fear, you've got all this stuff. And I think all these different cultures and, worldviews are like colliding. And instead of like coming together to be like, Hey, I want to understand you better. Um, you're so different than me, please. Like, let's have an in-depth conversation where we can like learn and evolve. It's like, I'm, you're taking from me, you're now in my space and I'm threatened of losing whatever I, whatever that is. So you're wrong. I'm going to champion a cause to fight you and tell you how you're wrong, whether it's religion whether it's like you know health or whatever yeah. these topics are. And so I think one thing that we figured out yesterday when we were having this conversation is more of the conflict with body positivity and health. Yeah. There's definitely a conflict. Like yeah, there's yeah, people, you're either body positive or you're for health. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. and it's very black and white, you know, and it's constant conflict and constant back and forth. And, um, you know, my husband brought up a great point. He's like, he's like, dude, the definition of body positivity, because the girl wrote me and she's like, I said, caring about what you put in your body and caring about your physical condition yeah. is body positivity. Like, that's the yeah. definition of it is caring for your body. And yeah. she said, you're wrong. She wrote me, you're wrong. Body positivity is loving your body no matter what. And I said, that doesn't make sense. I said, so what if you're starving yourself, you're on your deathbed. But you look in the mirror and you're like, fuck yeah, I look great, body positivity. Like, how does that work? You can't have it on both sides because you're literally killing yourself. But because you're skinny and you look in the mirror and you're like, but I look great. We would never support that message. We'd be like, this person has a disorder. They're going to die. They need help. They need treatment. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, we are like, can't say anything.
0: One of uh, of my friends, um, one of my good friends, he... He was having a conversation with his mum about someone that they knew. And mm-hmm. this, this certain person was really overweight, really overweight. She was unhealthy and yeah. in a position where if it goes any further, she will be in hospital soon, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and he was like, which is such a fair point. And this is my friend James. And he was like, if it was a drug problem, mm-hmm. would you not go and tell that person, hold up? We, you need, we need to help you out. We need to sort something out. Mm-hmm. So, but all of a sudden, if it's the other way around, uh, it's like, you, you can't cross that line with that. Right.
1: You because know, it's, sh- it's shaming. It, and I'm exactly. Like- but but if someone like you said if somebody's um their vice like food is a vice like if you have that relationship with food it's usually because it's a coping mechanism that comes from trauma and so like what makes me very sad about that discussion and what his, to his point is like this person isn't just lazy like the the labels we put on larger people are messed up and we should really like advocate for that there's so much discrimination that happens yeah. i've seen it i've talked to like so many girls like that are literally the kindest spirits and this is yeah. why like like um personality traits really do come into play because when people beat you down over and over and over again and like from the time you're little and call you fat and ugly and all these things like why would you think that you are deserving of being in a good healthy body like why would you where did you pick up that kind of confidence to be like that's not true no you just accept what you've been called and told and like and nobody's helped you to be like no fuck those people like don't talk shit to this girl like she's badass like let me help you be your best self like we didn't have that or guys guys it's even worse you know like guys are so hard on guy friends and the one that's (laughs) overweight they are like so brutally mean yeah like and it's and that's their way of being like we're just joking and you're like no that's like that's cruel like and there's yeah, no yeah. way someone cannot be deeply affected by that long term being called like a fat fuck and like all this crazy stuff like public humiliation by your own yeah. Friends. yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. this is trauma and i think we have to approach it with not seeing people as overweight but seeing yeah. people as like hurting yeah. And to be like, hey, we all have defense mechanisms. And like, I'm the first to admit, I used to make every excuse in the book. <laughs> like I did, I'd be like, I, <laughs> it's my thyroid, like whatever fucking thing I could think of, I would yeah. do it. Because I, I did honestly try all these crazy diets and I did honestly, I thought I was doing all the right things. Yeah. And so, so the, when people come at you, you're like, dude, I'm fucking trying. I've tried everything and nothing seems to work, but I just didn't actually have the right information. Yeah. And so like, I think there's a a nuance here where it's less about like telling those people because even if it is with drugs or with alcohol, they have to hit rock bottom. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think that has to be something that people experience when it comes to their physical health. They have to reach a place within their body where they're literally like, I am uncomfortable. Like, or I am pre-diabetic or some kind of like jarring, like, holy fuck. Like I've been telling myself this stuff that's not true. Yeah. And so back to our point of like, what is body positivity? And I think it's the wrong term. It should be soul positivity because what they're saying is no matter what a person looks like, no matter what size they are, they should be valued as people. They shouldn't be discriminated against. They should have all the same liberties as everyone else. And yeah. I could not agree more. I will like fight for that cause for every human being, whether it's like gender, race, whatever. And I, I honestly think if you're not in support of that, Like you're not a good person. You know, I just do. I think there's something wrong with you. So soul positivity, all of us can agree. So, like, if we can all come together under that understanding, we're all gonna fight for this. And we all agree with it. Now, what is the next step for that? And I think that's where the movement got off course. Was that we've been telling people this is the journey, is to just admit that everyone deserves to be treated with respect. You're like, okay, that's a different fight. When it (laughs) comes to Body positivity. You are a body. Yeah, like you have a body, and denying your physical self is equally as unhealthy as denying like your spiritual self or your sexual self or any other aspect of so, like
0: your. So it's not body. Self. So it's not body positivity then.
1: I don't believe yeah. if you're not <laughs> it. Doesn't it, doesn't it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense.
0: It doesn't it, make sense.
1: It doesn't. And and so like and people will say, uh, you know, like I always talk about this stuff because I have a curve modeling agency. And I have healthiest new skinny and people are like, well, don't those contradict each other? And I'm like, no, they don't at all. Because like we said, everyone deserves to be treated with respect. Everyone deserves to have clothes to go to work that they feel good yeah. in. Like everybody, like that's part of like human decency that yeah. I will always fight for, but it's your individual personal journey and job to figure out what works best for you. And that's why I don't comment on our models. weight." I don't say, hey, you need to lose 15 pounds. I say, hey, I will fight for you and want you to be at your healthiest size, whatever that is, where you feel your best. Because when you're doing that, you usually look your best. Yeah. So it's up to girls to figure that out. And I try to just lead by example and be non judgmental and, like, you know, just support them wherever they're at in that process. And usually the ones that are wanting to make a change come to me and ask me like yeah. what they can do and that when people come to you and ask you now you can actually help them us yeah. preaching and t- telling people how they should live doesn't it doesn't help it yeah. actually makes it worse yeah and so with your video i think bringing up points that help people critically think is valid and like so important and so needed i also think looking at it from a man doing it why is it fucking hilarious and actually ridiculous when we see you doing it yeah um, when we do it somehow it's this like super deep inspirational thing. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 It's
1: like the behavior. Right. And and so like that was my issue when the girls kind of like came for me. Um, the the body positive pages were like trolling my thing. And I was like, you know, this is what's so interesting is we feel like as women, we're like, we're strong, like, yeah, but if we're presented or confronted with something that requires in-depth debate we're like so fragile like we can't we can't partake in that you know and i'm like what like i don't have to be right and you don't have to be wrong but like i'm confident enough in what i'm talking about and i have enough backstory and history to be like well let's do a debate then but they won't do that they will just talk shit about you (laughs) to everybody online you know and so it's like really interesting to be like i like debates i like diving so do
0: i but the thing is like people get I guess like with yours and even with my video, people get defensive and it's usually people, the ones that get defensive are usually the ones that agree with like what you're saying, you know, they're like, they get the point. They're like, this is, she's, or he is attacking me without even them attacking me. This is, I'm so defensive because this is so true. This is so true. You know, and it's funny.
1: It is funny and it is a mirror. It's like, Is like that's reflecting back something that they're doing and like having them challenge that behavior or challenge like the messaging makes them feel insecure you know and like my whole thing is when girls write me like I say to them like what do you think about it like really honestly think about diet culture because this is the other thing that we have to acknowledge like everyone says like, fuck diet culture, diet culture, it's diet culture's fault. Like you're not getting me diet culture. And I'm like, who, who is this diet culture? Like you act like it's a person who's like coming for you. And the reality is we are diet culture. It's us, it's us, it's yeah. Us. We did, we it. Bought, we, we we did. it, we did it. We created it. So when you're coming out here being like, fuck diet culture, fuck it. You're like, you're saying fuck you to yourself because yeah. you bought those diets. You believed yeah. this shit. And the only one responsible for your choices Is you and that's something that is a hard pill to swallow. It's it bothers me that I, you know, there's like a special K diet that went around it. You guys probably haven't heard of it. It's a cereal. You had it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We
0: we did. It was it was like it was a thing a while ago.
1: Okay, yes, a while ago. But like let's let's critically think for a second for all the women watching this. Think of all the diets you've done. There's a lot of them. We've done a lot of dumb stuff. Why did we never stop to question and be like it really doesn't make any sense to eat two bowls of cereal for the whole day. And like, think that that is healthy, right? Like we never stopped to question it. That's our, that's our fault yeah, because we I'm gave sure. up our free will to critically think we gave up our free will and we just blindly followed and we were manipulated. Yeah. So it's also taking accountability for the fact that we allowed that to happen. And then to say, okay, no, not anymore. I'm gonna question stuff. I'm gonna evaluate is there evidence to support this belief? All of these diet products, there's so much evidence that shows they're false, and like they have lawsuits with like all the skinny tees, they have class action lawsuits for like claims.
0: I know we we like this there's so much of that happens here, and like we kind of fight on a day-to-day basis. But the thing is, like sometimes people have to go through a little bit of that to really understand why. But exactly. again, it, it, it is our fault. And this is why anything we do, anything anyone does, you should question everything. Even what I'm saying, what you're saying, whoever's yes. listening to this, yes. they should question it and go do their research, you know? Totally. And then have and their opinion And on
1: Engage it. in it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the thing is to go, all right, well, if we can have a conversation, most rational people can like find middle ground. And yeah. like, that's what's sad about politics and about all the shit, like they want people divided because if people are divided and going against each other, it's easier to control you and it's easier for people to remain in positions of power. Yeah. If people are, are rational and are like, hey, let's have a conversation about what makes sense here. Let's like have evidence to support our belief systems and let's just be like conscious common sense people if you approach health with common sense, it's so basic. Oh my God, it's so basic. And people want you to be confused. They want you to think that there needs to be a gatekeeper between you and living a healthy life because then they can position themselves as that role. You know, like you don't need a gatekeeper. You're capable of figuring it out for yourself. And I think we need people like you and we need people like me or James or Jordan, like all of those, those pages that are willing to be bold enough to call it out yeah. And because you're in the middle. So if you're in the middle, we get arrows from both sides. Yeah, Someone sent me that one day. I was like, oh my God, it's so true. I literally feels like sometimes you can't win. But you also have to remember that you help more people than ever tell you. 100%. Like, they never write the positive thing. It's only, and if we have Yelp here, which is like a website, where you can go and bitch and it's like i always remind people of that i'm like you never see like people going on yelp to write about how awesome their waiter was at this restaurant you know it's like you only yeah. got on there and be like this dude didn't bring me my second yeah. drink and blah 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 so like instagram works that way and people are real quick to like let me write something negative to you but yeah. sometimes the people that are like super cool that you're helping are like i don't want to bother them by telling them they helped me
0: 100 percent, so, yeah even yeah. We've, we've got a website like that here like I saw it a few, a few months ago, someone sent me and I was like, just, it was like 20 pages of someone talking shit about me. It was amazing. I looked at it and I was you. like, I was like, Jesus Christ, you must have a lot of hate. And you know, you. you know what You I mean? It, I don't know. It could have been someone from body positivity. I don't know. But yeah, it's
1: so funny.
0: Is, um, you said your husband said that so yeah, I tell your husband, yeah, I'm gonna make that a movement.
1: Yeah, no, you should, and we're going to push it out there too because he said the same thing. He's like, you know, I love male analogies because they're very basic, but they're like women need that because we're very, very complex. You know, he always says this too. He's like, women are so funny. You look at a brick wall, and you're like, well, there's like stuff stacked. There's stuff between it. There's this. He's like, men are like, dude, it's bricks. It's a wall. And yeah. he's like, you guys look for everything in between. And that's why sometimes, like, again, in- acknowledging our differences that aren't better or worse but women tend to plug the holes you know like so if it if it's a piece of swiss cheese we're gonna like plug in all those spaces to make it make sense for us but that might not actually be what it was supposed to look like you know yeah, and so yeah, yeah. we we do that a lot and i also think like our world view like men because generationally you have been favored by families like culturally it's like oh we got a boy like there's still places around the world now that like send condolences if you have a daughter, you know? Yeah, I know, so, I know, I
0: know, I know, I know, I know for sure. But so
1: it's going funny, into you, that.
0: You hesitated, you hesitated a little bit when you said that. <laughs> you thought I was going to judge you for that, right? I saw a little <laughs> bit of hesitation. I was like, no, no, go for it. Say what you want.
1: Uh, like, uh, I'm just going to get this going here. But we have to acknowledge um, Is that. It, when
0: can I, can are, I ask you, something? We, yeah. You know, like when I did that video, right? A lot of women yeah. said to me like, uh, not, not a lot of women actually, there was one really annoying one, was like, um, oh, women can't win. Uh, why are you doing this to bring women down? And I was like, Jesus Christ, out of that video, how did you get that? I was trying to bring women down. I was like doing the complete opposite. What can men do to help women well, more with this? Because is it, our, is it our fault? Whose fault is it? Is, is, it, is it my no. fault? But like, what can we do? to help?
1: Well, you could stop curling your eyelashes and giving us <laughs>
0: Listen, I'm not curling so, them, I'm not curling dude, them. Okay, for me.
1: everyone watching me, we were setting up this meeting and he like, was like, oh, I just woke up and like, had perfectly curled eyelashes. I was like, uh, what is your beauty routine I really wanted? No,
0: honestly, know? yeah, go on. <laughs>
1: um, well, it's not, women can win first, let me say that. Um, again, you say, oh, women can't win and that's usually because women are conforming so when you stop conforming and you stop copying and being insincere and you stop being someone who's just doing what you're being told you should do yeah it radiates completely differently like i get very little of that kind of stuff because i don't anytime i'm doing what everyone else is doing that doesn't feel authentic to me yeah. and so like i go back and forth between like i love I'm creative. So I love like the visual component of making a beautiful photo and like painting and all these different things. And so like for Instagram, for me, I struggle with that because like my artist brain wants it to look visually pleasing. Yeah. And then my like normal human brain is like, I just want to be real. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to write a, you know, chapter caption every day about something that is insignificant. Yeah. Um, so I think women can win when you stop playing that role. You know, of course, you're yeah. going to get called out when you're just like being basic, you know, like, and I, I say basic bitch because it is, you know, like we think about. I have a three and a half year old, and I'm like, I'm not raising her to be a basic bitch. Whatever that term means to you, I'm not calling yeah. women bitches. It's a phrase. Yeah,
0: I know, I know. But I
1: know. being basic, and that's men are, do, are basic as well. Like, I yeah. know plenty of them where I'm like, I, Dude, I'm,
0: a, I'm, 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 a, I don't know, with me, it's like I'm a basic bitch. I like simple things. That's what it means in with mm,
1: us. That, no, that's different here. A basic bitch, yeah, here, a basic bitch is that you copy, like, you're like every other girl on Instagram.
2: Oh, really? Yeah,
1: because, like, think about it, like, you, have you seen those posts um, where people are like, all these girls look the same now? And it'll be like a picture of 20 different girls literally look exactly the freaking same with the same surgery, the same makeup, the same, like, Instagram poses. And you're like, dude, these are like, these are like clones of each other. So if we're like conforming, even ourselves physically to look like a prototype, to act like a prototype, to say regurgitated things that aren't resonating as like authentic and like, we can't get mad when other people recognize it. Yeah. You know, and it's like owning that. And if someone's trying to be like, you're not authentic or calling you out when you actually are you don't give you give two shits what some hurt you're like okay whatever block, unfollow me oh. like i am imbi- i invite people to unfollow me and then that almost pisses them off more which is a weird like a weird psychology to be like, well, you want to stay here to tell me how much you don't like me. And I'm just telling you to unfollow me. Like, so (laughs) it's strange. So I think like, it's also like, again, being accountable for what we're doing and why we're partaking in certain behaviors. And if that's authentic to us, or if we feel like we have to do it to feel like we're supporting a cause we care about, like, this is the stuff that we have to be conscious of. And for men, like, you know, I think most men are more simple as far as like what you like you know like my husband wears like the same five fucking things all it's like the same shorts and like four different tank tops you know like that's him and and that's you know that's our difference so it's funny how that balances out so greatly as well and i think um how men really help we had this conversation yesterday about like with our daughter where like she has all the tools like she's going to have all the tools to not have any of these issues. And like our goal is to raise her to where she doesn't have to spend her time having these dumb conversations.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I
1: mean? Understand. Like yeah. there's so much other cool stuff I would love for her to like be into other than having to debate that you should care about your body. Like that's weird. That we're <laughs> Yeah,
0: even that like point.
1: drawing, it's
0: weird. drawing it's- so much attention to it. Like it's just a bit. It's a funny conversation. Like you said, like even talking about it is like, yeah. that, sh- that shouldn't actually be a problem, a topic. I shouldn't be in a position where I had to do that video to get a message across. It shouldn't right. be like that, right? right. And e- and even like, when that woman did comment and go like, women can't win. In my head, I'm like, why are you trying to create some sort of division? Like, what are you trying to do here? Like, right. it-, it wasn't even about that. It wasn't like, even making that comment alone tells me that she's like so narrow-minded and she has one initiative is to like <laughs> like the wrong message you know
2: yeah,
1: so, yeah. but I men ju- can't win either like you know what i mean and yeah. i think i think that that's what we're talking about this isn't like men and women and i i used to be a little bit of a man hater like i'm i am a little bit hard on guys like yeah i have a high standard for people and i feel like a lot of men haven't been held to a high standard and it's hindered their potential because they are good people and they have a good spirit, but they make bad decisions. Yeah. Um, and then they're not held accountable for their behavior. And then as a friend, they don't get the things that they actually really want on the inside in their life, which is yeah. like a good partner. Like they do want family, they do want these things, but you can't spend the majority of your life making bad decisions and treating people a certain way and then expect to have like the good things that good people have, <laughs> you know? Like there's yeah. a conflict there. And so like I've opened up to the male experience more and being less judgmental um, because their experience is equally as painful in different ways. And I can't imagine like what that would be like to not be allowed to have feelings, you know, like, or not be allowed to like feel like sad or, you know, like have bad days or whatever that you have to just be this badass all the time. Like it's weird. And so Like, I appreciate men that are willing to have these conversations. And I think also why you have a big female following. And um, I go to Wanderlust and talk at different, like, big things. And there's always these men there. And I will call this out, too. There are men that go into this space with good intentions, like yourself. Yeah. And they get this female following. And then there are men that go into this space because they know what to say, and women love to hear this shit from men. Like, yeah. I can say the same thing, but they will believe you more than me, because yeah. I bring out a whole bunch of different things. Like, am I a threat to them, am I, like, am I, you know, like, it's just this different relationship with women where we feel like if a man's telling us this, like, oh, okay, I can I can trust and believe what he's telling me. It's a weird, weird psychology. But I have a lot of men that go into the space and I will call them out in two seconds where I'm like, you're just trying to fuck chicks. Like, let's be real. And Joe Rogan actually said this on one of his podcasts. He was like, you know those male feminists? And I just started laughing. He's like, <laughs> he's like the ones that are like actually saying they're male feminists. He goes, look, I, I, want, I love women and I, I think that we should keep them safe and I think we should fight against people that harm women and like all yep. this stuff, like 1,000%. And I also feel like the reason feminism even exists it's because men had bad leadership.
2: Yeah,
1: it is because yeah. the alpha males that are the big and strong dudes didn't do a good job of keeping the crazy ones in check. That's <laughs> yeah. your job. It's not our job to keep them in check. It's your job. And because, because you didn't go set a standard of how men are going to treat people and act, women are like, this is messed up. We're going to have to fight this now because you're not doing your job to make sure that men are keeping themselves accountable for this ridiculous behavior. So that's the reason all this started. And then to say, when he goes, you know, those guys are like, I'm a male feminist. He's like, they just want to fuck you. And I was like, oh my God, it's so true. true, You you can be like in support of women, but you show up very differently when you are in support of women. You know, it's not like your goal you can tell the people that are there to that are just full of shit you know and yeah. I've worked with them and I've called them out and they think it's so funny because I literally would be like really you have to do yoga without your shirt on like, <laughs> like and there's all like 50 year old ladies in this like hot yoga guys class and I'm like and then he thinks it's funny that I call him out on it I'm like I right, see you like whatever like yeah. at least you're making their fantasies come true like up for yeah. you but like let's not pretend that you're here to like Be enlightened, you know. So all of that matters, but men can show up just as you are. I mean, I think it's really important to to have that conversation. One that not all men are attracted to this prototype that's been promoted, and that you're allowed to be attracted to whatever it is that you're attracted to. And that's my husband's other amazing analogy. He's like, there are thirty one flavors for a reason. That's an ice cream store here. and he's like there's 31 different flavors he's like even the weird flavor the weird funky flavor in the back has a scoop out of it because that's somebody's jam you know and we're like
0: i like your husband yeah no he's he's
1: amazing he's amazing and and he's like so if you walk through life trying to be someone's flavor that is not your flavor you're losing you're not you're not with the right person anyway and so all of this conversation everything we're talking about comes back to do you know yourself yeah. and are we teaching young people not just girls but boys to be in tune with who they are and what they like regardless of what people think about it we're not we're actually creating a system that is the exact opposite so how do we fight that in a way that is compassionate and interesting and understanding but doesn't shy away from conflict or or discussions that might be uncomfortable for people
0: Boom. Killed it. One second. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That, not going to lie, I think that's a wicked mic drop moment. Yes. For the the time being, where can everyone find you?
1: For the time being, you can find me. I have a website called Healthy is the New Skinny. Um, And so there's recipes on there. There's different like 30-minute workouts you can do. They're all like body weight or stuff you can do at home while in quarantine. We just bring up different topics about this kind of stuff that we're talking about today. And then uh, Natural Models LA is where you can see, it's really helpful for like your mental health to like see all different sizes because we do have the in-between size girls. And we are going to probably start a podcast with the models because I want them to like have an opportunity to share a lot of the experiences and I can like hold them accountable to be real (laughs) because I won't hold it against them. And I think a lot of people don't know this, but we haven't been allowed to like openly speak about stuff because your agents will like blacklist you. So yeah. that's something that we're interested in like opening up. Um, and you can find us there, but if you're interested in like the history of body image and beauty ideals and media, I have a book that's also available in the UK and that's called healthy Is the New skinny, your Guide to self-love in a picture, perfect world.
2: Boom. So there's
1: all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, this has been really fun. Thank
0: you for you're jumping welcome. on. And also, guys, make sure you subscribe, yeah? And you share this podcast because more people need to hear this message. And this was a wicked episode because it got so much of a deeper insight into the
2: topic that I've been talking about for the last two weeks. Peace and love.